0: is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio. 630 chair. Gives it back to the Kings captain. Dowdy in the slot Kopitar left circle in front what timer score I have follow
1: set up by Arvidsson and LA comes all the way back to win it 4-3 in overtime
2: well the Edmonton Oilers have blown it they have given away game one of the series against the Los Angeles Kings 2-0 lead after 40 minutes a 3-1 lead With 11 minutes to go, a 3-2 lead with 17 seconds to go. And the Kings tie it with 16.7 seconds left in the third and then win it in overtime. The tying goal and the winning goal, both on power plays for the Kings. So they win game one, 4-3, Anze Kopitar, big game. He has a goal and three assists. Jonas Korpisalo able to hold the Oilers off the board when it really mattered. He makes 37 saves and... Well, this is uh, a same old uh, song for this group of players, the core players anyway, for the Oilers. They have lost Game One in six consecutive series, and ever since the Oilers got back into the playoffs in 2017, so that's with McDavid, Drysaitel, Nugent-Hopkins, Nurse on the team, they are two and nine in playoff overtime. That's right, two and nine in playoff overtime. One and three in 2017. Zero and three in 2021 against the Jets. One and two last year, and now zero and one this year and uh, now the Oilers facing a pretty big challenge not just losing game one but also I think how they lost is going to factor into this one because they they were really good I I thought they were great in the first period they were fast they were physical they kept a lot of pucks alive they got a goal from Leon Dreisaitl they got a power play goal with a two-man advantage from Evan Bouchard second period still pretty good had some more chances couldn't extend it but looking good going to the third period, but then a big goal four-on-four four by Adrian Kempe, 52 seconds into the third period, gave the Kings some life, but then, you know, Dreisaitl scores with 11.14 left, and you're thinking, all right, maybe Edmonton has enough here to put this away, but Kempe scored off a face-off where the Oilers couldn't really cover it after it was scrambled, and then Evan Bouchard got a high-sticking penalty with a minute 50 left in the third, and despite getting a couple clears, the Kings kept coming, Skinner made a pretty good save on a one timer, but the puck squirted under his arm and lay about six and a half inches from the goal line. Kopitar swept it in, and then Vinnie Deharnay beaten through the neutral zone, falling, spinning, extending his stick, and tripping Blake Lazotte, and that uh, set up the Kings power play goal. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown in Studio 99 for Heartland Ford. Overtime open line. Well, Rob, uh, I mean, just a a crushing finish after a, a good. 40 minutes, and I guess this begs the question and I'll ask it to, to you because, you know, you've been in dressing rooms happy and sad after games. <laughs> there, there, is, there is losing a game, and then there's also the way you lost a, a game. How much does that factor into this one?
3: Well, you're right. There's going to be huge disappointment. It's funny, at the end of the third period when they're going in between the third period and the overtime, I'm thinking I've been in that position where you're in the dressing room and you're like, Okay, this we we shouldn't be going to overtime. We've blown this. Like this, this game was in the bag, uh, and now you're frustrated, you're disappointed, and frankly uh, a little nervy now too because you're like, okay, we're one shot away from losing a game that we had in full control. So uh, then they came out, and actually the Oilers played well in, in overtime, had a number of good chances. But what we've seen, uh, time in time out, that if you don't execute and take advantage of the chance that you get. The other team is always going to get one, and it seems like it finds a way in the back of the net. So the Oilers were really good through 40 minutes and had set themselves up nice. They played the proper way. They got the, they got the lead against an L.A. King team. They they limited the chances against five on five. They were good, but the one thing, and we, we talked about it and you said it, the Oilers cannot take penalties because as good as the Edmonton Oilers power play is, and it's the best that's ever happened in the National Hockey League, The LA Kings got a good power play, too. They were fourth in the NHL. They score one of every four. So if you keep giving power play opportunities that they did, they're going to take advantage of it. And it's not lost on the LA Kings when they got that power play in overtime. This is their best chance. This is a game that they have to win simply because... Uh, it might be a 6 1 blowout next game. And we saw last year that when LA Kings play the games close, when they're close games, they have to take advantage of those and win those ones against the Edmonton Oilers. And tonight they're able to do it. They executed better in the third period in overtime than the Edmonton Oilers did.
2: 4 3, the Kings take it. Well, I'm with you on the penalties. I mean, LA's power play goes 2 for 6, the Oilers go 1 for 3. So the percentage is the same. I know the Oilers was with a, a two man advantage. Uh, I, I'm going to give everybody a heads up calling in tonight. If you complain about the refs, we are going to hang up on you. Uh, I mean, you can you can bitch until you're blue in the face about a couple of the calls. Well, first of all, the Bouchard call is no doubt. Trust checked guy in the face. Yep. And Day Harnay did triple. He, did. he didn't trip on the broken stick. He was already on the way down. And yeah, sure you can you can find other things even in overtime that maybe could have been called on Los Angeles. They weren't the the, the Day Harnay play. Was the penalty. He was a beaten player flailing with his stick. So if, as you always say, Rob, if McDavid had sped past a guy yeah. and a beaten player threw his stick back at Hope and clipped his skate, you'd, you'd want it to be called.
3: Well, they, they actually made a call similar to that earlier in the game. McDavid beat Dowdy uh, the, the, in his own zone, and Dowdy knew he was beaten. He gave him just a little tug. Wasn't much, but it was a little tug that slowed him down. Uh, that was one where if you're an Euler fan, you're mad that they called the penalty, but if they don't, The LA King bench would have went crazy because it's like, hey, it's right in front of you. So uh, it it was a tough night for a couple of uh, younger or or less experienced defensemen taking penalties at critical times. Uh, To me, there, there should be no panic. I think that the Oilers proved through the first 40 minutes what they're capable of doing, and they proved through the last second half of the season what they're capable of doing. But again, we talked about this. The LA Kings are good. They have a good team. They are better than last year. This year they have Dowdy. This year they have Arvidsson. They got really good goaltending. Corbisalo kept them in it. They, he didn't let the Oilers extend it to a three goal difference anytime time in the game. Uh, so they're a good team and I, I give them credit. Uh, when it was 3-1 in the third period, when the Oilers got that third goal, I thought this game is over. The, the way the Oilers have played as of late, there's no way. I didn't think the LA Kings would get two scoring chances, let alone score two goals. But uh, LA stayed in the fight and it just turned this series into a little more interesting series than a lot of people had expected.
2: Well, I mean, it, I know most people picked the Oilers. I mean, I said the Oilers in six, so I oh, thought no, the going to win too. Oh,
3: I, I know that with <laughs> the way the Oilers ended the season, there's a lot of people that thought this would be a four or five game series. I, I, I don't think. I, so. Oh, I don't think that, but I read a lot of the, the people that were ranking and making their predictions. LA is good, and uh, now that game two becomes a little more important but the Oilers should be very comfortable in this position having Uh, having lost what is the last seven or eight first games of series six in a row six in a row the first game so they should be quite comfortable in playing game two uh and we will see I thought the Oilers uh, the Oilers almost won a hockey game where I don't think Connor McDavid was at his best I would expect Connor McDavid to be exceptional next game, and yeah. force, the, or force the LA Kings to find ways to slow them down.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, Kempe's second goal, it was it was kind of an odd play, but Bouchard, Bouchard was the only guy back. I mean, Ekholm somehow got pulled up to the top of the circle. I, I'd have to watch it again where he's going. It was kind of a scrambled draw, and I think the Oilers thought they were gonna get the puck, and then when they didn't, well, now Kempe's over there, and, and, and so now Bouchard's kinda isolated, because, I, I, I think if Bouchard doesn't charge it, depending how Bouchard plays that, Kempe might have had a pass across as well.
3: Yeah, it was one where uh, there was two Oilers that actually were felt they were going to get the puck and take it out, and they both missed it. Yeah,
2: Hyman swiped that and missed it a- too. And then I,
3: I believe it was Byfield, big man, long reach, he pokes it to Kempe, and uh, through 40 minutes, or actually through 60 minutes, the, the only player that you thought actually could score a goal in this game for the LA Kings was Kempe. He was that good, and he created all the scoring chances for them, and the puck... If you're an oiler fan or an oiler player the puck seemed to find the wrong possible player every single time in that third period they kept finding adrian Kempe. all right so the kings
2: went 4-3 in overtime the minnesota wild win 3-2 in overtime they have just scored
3: double overtime and
2: double overtime thank you uh just over seven minutes left in ot i didn't see it rob i just looked up to see the celebration so i didn't
3: will. see it either but it's a very happy group of Minnesota Wild Players, who uh, they are a team that I don't think anyone wants to play. They play big, heavy hockey, and they got a couple guys who can put the puck in the net.
2: So we'll check the scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. The Hurricanes beat the Islanders 2 1, Bruins beat the Panthers 3 1, and as we're just telling you, Minnesota wins 3 2 in double overtime against Dallas. And, yep, I mean, that's how it goes, Rob. You get a bounce, you're in the right place.
3: I think it was Hartman yeah. that scored the goal. Hartman. He is uh, but, uh, hes the guy that hurt Ellers yeah. <laughs> last week in one of the games. But the puck took a weird bounce. Bounces out, and he's by himself and has all the time in the world to make the right play. As this one might have Oh, just bounced off the, the wrong guy in front of the net in the Minnesota Wild. Uh, just like the LA Kings find a way to win on the road in overtime to take a lead in a series.
2: And here at Rogers Place, Kings win 4-3 in overtime. I have Fallow, the game winner on a power play, 9-19 into overtime. Okay, well, tough first playoff game for Vincent Deharnay, he's in the penalty box. Uh, you, you, I don't know if people saw the video, really angry when he came out, uh, immediately skated towards the ref and had some choice words. We have Deharnay at the mic for Eclipse Restoration. named one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit Eclipse247.ca. Vinny, what did
0: the,
4: what did the ref say you after on the call? my line. didn't say anything. Uh,
5: did you think that he, he tripped on the stick? Or I
6: know things are happening
4: in the past. They happen. I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's nothing, uh, nothing I have to say on it.
6: Do you feel? Uh, I mean, it's obviously disappointing letting a game get away like that. I feel like there was a bit of a template there for the first 45
4: minutes or so. Yeah, we we, we we had the game in our hands. We just let it slip away. Uh, we took too many penalties, and then we just it just buried it at some point. You know, we I, th- I thought our kill was uh, was really good uh, in in the second period. But, but At some point, they uh, they have some good players out there too, and uh, yeah, we just uh, let it slip away. We uh, like Bush said, we just gotta learn from it. Um, see, you know, uh, we can go to. The- there's uh, there's seven games for for a reason obviously we, uh, we wanted uh, to to win this one but uh, we'll do video tomorrow we'll uh, we'll we'll be more disciplined and uh, we'll we'll be ready for Wednesday you killed off the first four power
0: plays they had and yeah. didn't give up a lot and then they scored obviously with 16 seconds left and no TD
4: did they change anything did you guys change anything or is that just a law of averages yeah I don't think we changed anything um, I it was pretty good even with 16 seconds skin skins had it and just just slipped slipped slip by his uh by his arm and you know the puck uh, puck was loose there but no i think uh, i think pk was uh, was really good and we just yeah, we just let, let it slip away i
5: know that's a disappointing way for the night to end for you yeah. but i mean your first playoff game here in the nhl level do you feel like there were enough positives through that game and you'll be able to kind of push push through that
4: um, I've got better. I've got better. I thought the first period I was a little flat, um, f- falling here and there. Um, but yeah, I'll uh, I'll be better for sure. What about the emotion for you and just the crowd? I don't know if you played in a, in a building that loud before. What no, was it like? No, uh, never, it was it was awesome. The fans are they're crazy. You know they 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 were like the message we've been getting, just seeing them on the on the streets and and just to, the atmosphere tonight was was electric. Obviously we want to want to do better for them. Uh, they're they giving us a lot of a lot of emotions, a uh, big boost, and uh, we we owe them uh, a win. So when you took the penalty, were you thinking, oh man? Bad time, and it was a kind of a fluke, swinging, yeah. swinging around. is
2: that what you thought? It wasn't like a guy was breaking in on a the, on the two-on-one or something like that. It was one of those plays that
7: happens
4: a lot. Yeah, it just, it nights. just, the the puck was loose and it was coming on the at the blue line and it just, it was flying. And as I was, as I was gonna get it, it just bounced over my stick. So it's it's one, it's one of those bounces. And then I just, just try to turn around and yeah, it just he called it. And so when you're sitting in the penalty
2: all right, that's uh, Vinny DeHarnay after he's in the penalty box where there's lose game one in overtime.
3: I, I, I felt for him. I, I really did. Um, his first ever NHL playoff game and the excitement in it. And then to be in the box, it, it, is, a, uh, it is tough sitting in a penalty box. The, you have a huge knot in your stomach. Uh, you become a cheerleader. And then if you see the puck win the net, it, it's devastating. Now, he had some anger. He didn't feel it was a penalty. Uh, we've seen the replay and all that. It it wasn't the broken stick, that trip, the player, but it, it just it's tough. Uh, I like the way he handled it. He handled it like a professional where afterwards, you know what? It is what it is. I got to be better next game. I wasn't as good as I wanted to be and never complained about the call. And I would expect him to be better, and they need him to be better. He was a big part of the, why the Oilers had such success down the stretch. So... Uh, it's uh, it was a tough way for for him and again for Bouchard who had a, Bouchard had a fantastic hockey game might have been the best I've seen him play in a long long time and then he takes a penalty that puts the Kings up six on four to end the hockey game uh, but the Oilers they know what they did right early and they know what they did wrong late and they have uh, 48 hours to to get a little better forget about this one and come out and win game two so w- when Bouchard
2: takes that penalty with a minute 50 left yep. Now it's easy to watch that play and say, "Well, that's not necessary." But is yeah. he doing the right thing to try to hold the player up or get a little knock on him, or does he does he just need to back away? No, and-
3: it's fine. It's fine being aggressive and and trying to to make it and try to take a player out. He just. And I don't, I don't believe Evan Bouchard intentionally brought his stick up to the face. It's just one of those, uh, the guy could have leaned back a little bit, or he stumbles a bit, or it comes up a little quicker than you thought. So it wasn't intentional. It was an easy call for the referee. And again, I've, I've sat in the penalty box and watched the opposition team score when, when I took something silly, and it, it's tough. And then this, for him, it was even, well, <laughs> DeHarnay was hard, but Bouchard, it's one where you have to skate back to the bench after they tie it up with 17 seconds. That is a long skate a long lonely skate and again if that would have happened three minutes earlier the la kings don't pull their goalie and maybe you don't give up that goal but because it was in the last two minutes la pulled their goal and give la credit i mean that puck got iced and they had to go all the way back behind their own net they had a face-off in their own zone because they iced the puck while they were on the power play yet they still were able to find uh enough time to get the puck on net and That one just slipped through Skinner. If it slips through any other way, it goes wide, but no, it goes and lands. And Anze Kopitar's, I don't know what he's got in his career, 300 goals, 400 goals. That might have been the easiest one he's ever had.
2: All right, so the Kings take it 4-3 in overtime. Let's go down to the Hall of Fame room. Here's Oilers head coach, Jay Woodcroft.
5: Well... I didn't think we played uh, particularly well in the third period there. Um, there were moments in that period where we'd like to have them back and um, we can be better. In the end, they scored a six on four goal with 17 seconds left or so uh, to tie it up. That was disappointing. Um, you know, and we couldn't find the, the winner in overtime.
6: How much do you view discipline as part of the issue tonight with the penalties? Well, certainly
5: uh, penalties were called we can be better in those situations. I thought our penalty kill was actually very good tonight. Um, you know, they scored their first power play goal on uh, on the six on four, and then, you know, we, we were off by a few inches here or there on the, the winner in overtime. But anytime you're asking yourself to kill six penalties in a playoff game, it's not ideal. And, uh, you know, it taxes too many people, and uh, it's asking a lot. Of uh, that special teams unit, and certainly we can be better in that situation. Yeah.
4: Jay, did you um, look at the
8: video of the a penalty? Did you feel it was warranted?
5: Um. You know what? I haven't. I just saw what I saw on the ice, and uh, I thought there was a broken stick on the ice. Um, I'll have to go back and review that. But uh, you know, my initial thought on on the uh, the play was that the player uh, stepped on the broken stick. But those are the things um, you know that happen in the playoffs sometimes. You guys came into the postseason, you finished the regular season supremely confident. You hadn't lost in a long time. Does this eat into that? Do you have to to, to win that back? No, I think, um, you know, we're a confident group. Um, We know that we can handle certain situations better than we did tonight, specifically in the third period. Um, You know, we did a lot of good in order to get the lead. Um, But in the end, you know, we're disappointed with how we locked it down. That said, it's one game. Um, You know, we feel it's going to be a long series. And, um, you know, between two good teams, a 109 point team, 104 point team, both teams are going to have their moments. And uh, it's incumbent upon us to make sure that we learn um, from tonight's game and, and elevate and adjust. Jay, you only allowed the one goal 5-on-5 five five tonight, um, so I'm assuming
0: you're happy with your overall 5-on-5 five five game. On that one goal, is that just an unlucky? Is that a broken play? What did you make of that? I don't know if you went back and watched it yeah. off the face-off. Uh,
5: you know what? I, I, I didn't think we um, were strong enough on our stick in that situation. Um, and In the end, we gave a, a shot off of kind of a 50-50 face-off from uh, you know a dangerous area of the ice, one we'd like to have back.
1: What did you make of uh, McLeod's line and Bukestad's line tonight?
5: Liked them. Yeah, I thought they were good. They gave us good minutes. Um, You know, I thought uh, not only did they give us good minutes five on five, but most of those players contribute on the special teams as well. So they were good for us. When you say lock it down, can you kind of describe what you want to see more uh, in that regard? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, if you're up by two goals, you'd like to close that out. Um, you know, what do I mean? I just think there were moments in that third period that we would like to have back that I think we can play better. Um, in the end, came down, like I said, the game was 3-2. You know, we took a penalty with two minutes left in, in the game them to get to six on four you know uh, they scored on a second or third opportunity there and and um, you know we couldn't find it in overtime Jay what did you think of your first 40 minutes time very good yeah we did a lot of good things um, I loved our first period I thought we came out um, skating at the level that we wanted to skate at um, I thought um, you know we did things to earn power plays and uh, you know, in the end, we built a 2 nothing lead. Um, so through the first four minutes, I, I, I liked our game. So how much are you showing your players that tomorrow? Or are you really focusing on that last 20? Because that seems to be obviously the area that it cost you and that you don't really seem kind of yeah, disappointed with. Here's what I would say. I would think that... That we have a mature group. Um, we've been through some battles here. Uh, we understand that um, you know there's things that we did well, but in order um, you know to to find a way to win, uh, it's got to be for the full 60 minutes. And uh, you know we'll show some of the good and some of the stuff that we have to learn and get better from. Good. Thanks, guys.
2: All right, that's Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft after a 4-3 overtime loss in game one against the Los Angeles Kings. The Oilers were up 2-0 after 2-3-1 in the third and, well, 3-2 in the final 20 seconds. And they uh, can't get it done. Anything stand out there from Woody's comments?
3: Not really, I I think he more or less said what we saw. Uh, The Oilers were really good early, uh, not as good late. A uh, couple. I, I do like the fact that he pointed out that a little bit better execution in overtime they would have won. They had a number of good chances. Uh, Kulak walked in by himself. Uh, they had uh, the McLeod one that was tipped. It was a high stick. It was an easy call. Uh, but they they did carry the play in overtime. But they just they were just a little off with execution. And to me, the and we talked about it upstairs with Bob. The the game turned. Even though the others extended again, Connor has a, a partial breakaway slash two on one with Leon Dreiseld to start the third period. If that's a one goal game, Connor's probably taken it to the net. He's going to turn it into a breakaway. Because it's a two goal lead, probably was a little unselfish and tried making a play to Leon. And the a really good defensive play deflects, and all of a sudden now LA's got numbers going the other way. And that's when Campe scores on his backhand. That gave the Kings life. Even though the Oilers extended the lead again, this is a team that had been shut out by Skinner, and through 40 minutes tonight, they couldn't find a way to get it past him. But that backhand goal that went, went by him by Campe gave the LA Kings life. That they actually were in this hockey game. So you know, i, I, I'm, I you'll never question. Connor mcdavid on what he should do when he has the puck on his stick but in that situation right there he has a he could turn that into a breakaway and if he scores there game's over that's three nothing life is all gone for the la kings
2: thought corpus made the saves he needed to make i mean again the Oilers were around the net yep. in, in overtime and a, and a big one too and it was an interesting play a, a shorthanded two on one about uh, six minutes into the second period. The Oilers are up 2 nothing. Yanmark has the puck, and Sean Jersey <laughs> just backs off and lets Yanmark. And, and as we've seen, Yanmark can't finish. He I mean, can't he finish. He scored on a shorthanded breakaway in the final game last week. So, I mean, yes, you'd sooner have Yanmark shooting than McDavid. Still a breakaway, and you still got to stop it. Again, huge save by Corpus. It was, so it's not 3 nothing.
3: You're right. It was a, gr- a big save at the moment, 3 nothing again. I don't think the LA Kings come back from that. I, I've seen... When 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 you're playing a two-on-one, you're the defenseman. You're looking at both players. See, okay, where's, who's the more most, most dangerous one? So you may edge over to the to the one. So Dersey would edge. Okay, I'm gonna give Yanmark a little more move. I'm gonna force him to shoot by taking away the passing lane. Rarely, if ever, do you see the defenseman actually skate and take the other player. He actually Derzsy skated right to McDavid and said, "All right, Yanmark, go for it." Uh, and it was a big save. I mean, it was i got to be honest, if that was me, if I had Myanmar there, that might have thrown me a little off. I'm like, okay, what happened there? Where would the right. D-man go? Why is he letting me go in here? But Corpusel played very well. The LA Kings were a good team most of the season. The one thing that they weren't getting were saves. Jonathan Quick was not good. I think Cal Peterson was their other goalie at one point. He wasn't very good and they went out and made a trade at the deadline and i remember you and i talking about it that, that trade put the l.a kings back in the mix because is good in this game he was excellent and in all honesty he was well he was one save better than Stuart skinner in the other end so uh, the edmonton oilers are gonna have to find uh, to wait a way to rebound from a very disappointing and probably startling loss but yeah i agree Corpusalo very good in this hockey game as were all the players that didn't play last year drew dowdy excellent in this hockey game, and so was Victor Arvidsson.
2: And uh, we're going to give Matthias Janmark fourth star tonight. He had an assist, played fourteen fifty-two, had a couple of shots on net, the fourth star for Jandel Holmes, Alberta's premier, modular home retailer. Kopitar, the third star with four points, Dreisaitl two goals, the second star, Adrian Kempe, with two goals, is the first star. Kings beat the Oilers 4-3 in overtime. Okay, you can get us at 780-496-0063. That is the hotline for certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty, pro all the way. Guys and gals, I mean it. If you complain about the refs, you are done. Okay? We can be more mature than that. This is a good Oilers team that should be good enough to win games regardless of the quality of the fish shading. Okay? I'm not messing around. We're not going to stay up till one or two in the morning listening to people be crybabies about refs. Okay, we're going to drop the puck with Alex on the open line. Alex, go ahead.
6: Hey guys. How are you doing? Good. Uh, Yeah, well, uh, I like the third and fourth lines tonight. I thought that was, they were awesome. Uh, three out of those top six forwards have got to play way better, and I won't mention who they are. The, everyone knows who they are. Um, you know, the penalties and uh, Bouchard, yeah, he had a, I thought he had a great game up until that needless, stupid penalty. And uh, I'm not even going to go into overtime what happened in there because it shouldn't have went overtime. I saw the game like everyone did uh, through the first 40 minutes. The Oilers were the better team. And then all of a sudden, they got a little tentative, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And I was thinking to myself, OK, come on, you know, and uh, I'll say this now, Oilers got to win the, uh, four out of the next six. And they got to get the better goaltender uh goaltending to skinner i think he could have had one of those tonight and uh I'll, I'll say this it's gonna go seven but i'll also say this if skinner doesn't outplay uh, that other goaltender the kings are gonna advance
2: well corporate was very good and he has been mm-hmm. uh, very good i mean i didn't think skinner had had a bad game but i guess whenever you lose by a goal you wanted another save. Uh, I mean, we know who he's talking about. The on Nugent Hopkins, and Hyman line didn't have an awesome night. Uh, Do you mean not Dreisaitl, so you mean McDavid? McDavid, McDavid yeah. sorry, McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, and Hyman didn't have an awesome night by, by their centers. But I, I was encouraged by the Bukestad line and the McLeod line. I mean, they were around the net. They they kept a lot of pucks alive. Mm-hmm. It was the the non-goal, which, as you said, an obvious high stick by by Ryan, but, it, but a good play to keep the puck alive by all three of them and McLeod just shot it with two both guys were actually in front
3: yeah no I agree I think that uh, when you looked at the bottom six tonight I thought the the Oilers were the better of the bottom six I thought I thought Fogle had a good game he had one really nice move where he took it off the boards and drove the net and 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 got a really nice opportunity Corpusella made the save on that one Uh, there was probably four or five grade A scoring chances created by the the Uh, Leon's line was good obviously they scored the two goals it was uh, an off night for the number one line for the Edmonton Oilers Uh, that's why it would have been so special for them to be able to win a game without having to without having the two or three points from from Connor now having said that anytime Connors had a game that was not up to his standards it seems like the next game he he has an all-star performance so but yeah the LA Kings they have two very good sentiment that they have out on the ice every time Connor and Leon are, are out there. They're smart. Both Deneau and Kopitar are smart. They make Connor and Leon work for every inch of ice. And tonight, uh, Deneau had a, a strong game going head to head against Connor McDavid. Uh, the Oilers, they need to be a little bit better next game, and I expect they will.
2: Okay, we'll get to more of your phone calls. You're also going to hear from Leon Drysaitel and Matthias Ekholm. The Oilers cannot hold the lead. In game one against the Kings, L.A. takes it 4-3 in overtime. We're live in Studio 99. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
0: Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, Alex... Ayafalo
2: wins it in overtime. Arvidsson and Kopitar, the helpers, on the power play at 9 19. LA 4, Edmonton 3 is the final in game one. The uh, final shots on goal 40 35 in favor of the Oilers, who did outshoot the Kings 11 4 in overtime, but they cannot get the winner and they couldn't hang on to the lead in the third. Kings outshot the Oilers 14 7 in the third period. Rob, as. Uh, McDavid played about 25 and a half minutes. Nurse played 26. Ekholm played 26-24. CC played 22-46. Oddly enough, Cody CC, the only player in the game not with a, credited with a hit.
3: I saw that. The, the LA Kings uh, they evened
2: it up. Like the Oilers yeah. were not hitting them by a wide margin in the first half of the game. It ended 50-49 for Edmonton with the hits.
3: Yeah, it was. I did see that. That every player in the game had at least one hit except for Cody CC. Uh, it was a physical affair, and I think the LA Kings uh may have been a, a step behind early in the the game the others came out hitting and and moving and and the la kings had a hard time keeping up in the first 20 but the la kings they got better as the game went on and they became much more physical it was a, it was a nasty game it, yeah. it, both teams uh well they don't like each other and now we get to see at least four more games of two no at least three more Oh, okay. I mean, You're we right. Gotta, we
2: gotta you right. We got to do respect the math. We got to respect the math. You are right.
3: 100%. Way. I'm going to predict at least four, though.
2: All right. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Trevor on the line. Hi, Trevor. Go ahead.
1: Hey guys, how's it going? Good. Good. Hey, I just want to give kudos out to Jack and Bob. I, I, what, what a game those guys call. It, it's unreal. I'm actually on the road listening. I didn't get to watch this one. But uh, just what do you guys think about the adversity of the, the past? What's it going to do for us going forward? Our, our past playoffs, you know, the history, what we've dealt with. I, I don't think anybody's hitting the panic button, but you know what I mean? What do you think that does for our younger guys, our third and fourth lines going forward?
3: Um, I mean, it's a good question. I, I think the leadership core in this group is so strong and so confident I I don't think it'll affect them. But this is the first time this team has faced adversity in five weeks, six weeks. I mean, uh, it's the first time. Well, in overtime, it's not even considered trailing. What if they trailed three minutes in the last 20 or 10 games or something along that line?
2: That's a good point. So
3: this this is a team that, yeah, they haven't they haven't faced adversity forever. And the first the first time. So it'll be interesting to see how they respond. Uh, the one thing that I've never questioned on this team is the leadership group and how they seem to pull together and go in the right direction and I imagine the Oilers will be better next game They they need to emulate what they did in the first 20 minutes But having said that I do think LA will be better next game I think LA got better as the game went on Yeah, so and I mean
2: you knew they were gonna respond in the th- yep. like I wasn't surprised LA came on in the third nope. I did not think the orders were gonna coast to a two-nothing or three-nothing win
3: I thought that the LA would have a push and they scored that goal, but when the Oilers extended the lead again to make it 3-1, at that point, I just didn't think the L.A. Kings had enough enough offense at, at that point. They weren't creating a lot of chances, uh, but they were opportunistic. They got big saves, and the puck just seemed to find their best player. And Kempe was their best player, and he put the puck in the net a couple times and gave them a shot. So good goaltending gives you an opportunity, and the L.A. Kings certainly got very good goaltending tonight.
2: All season long, and now into the postseason. James H. Brown injury lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Has been filling the net with hundred bucks to 6:30. Chad centers anonymous for every Oilers goal. So three hundred dollars is the donation this evening. We have David on the certainty hotline. Hi, David. Go ahead. Hey, fellas. How's it going?
1: Good. Uh, I want to focus more on game two, if that's okay. Yes. Um, I'm listen. I, I don't. I'm, I'm not a very rich person. I'm not a tier one fan, but. As a Tier 2 fan, what would you recommend throwing on the ice after we lose Game 2? I was thinking something inflatable, like a like beach a, ball. Like a Ouch. dinghy or something? Yeah, I mean, all the beer and the garbage. It was very circa 1997, like WCW. And, like, <laughs> yeah, it kind of fits with, like, the math addict stuff that Edmonton Kellen has. Knows, but Kellen knows, knows all of
2: the wrestling stuff. I appreciate you injecting some humor into the evening for sure. Uh, I did have someone say to me upstairs as I was coming down that they were very disappointed to see the stuff thrown on the ice.
3: 100%. That's wrong. And the thing that's so dumb about that is all those people that are throwing it down, most of them aren't getting to the ice. All you're doing is dousing beer on people that came to a hockey game to enjoy themselves, people with their families, people with their spouses, things like that. Uh, Just dumb. It's not a good look. I, I don't like it when it happens here. I don't like it when I'm watching another hockey game or a baseball game or a football game and people do that. There's no reason to do that. Uh, you can boo if you want, but there's no reason to put other people in harm's way by throwing stuff on the ice. That's just dumb.
2: All right, Oilers lose 4-3 in overtime tonight to the Los Angeles Kings. Two goals from this guy, Leon Dryshtyl.
4: Leon, maybe just just kind of walk us through the disappointment of being that close to a win and not uh, quite being able to get it in the opener. Yeah, it's, it's frustrating.
8: Um, got to be more more mature than that. Um, but yeah, whatever.
5: What uh, when you when you say the word mature,
6: discipline, uh, attention to detail, like what what sorts of things do you refer to with that? I mean,
8: it's a three-one game and just eight minutes left or whatever. So um, we got to lock that down. Um, so yeah.
5: You guys always. Always locked that game down. Was it uh, just the Kings were a little bit different uh, this time, or was it the situation? Uh,
8: It's just, yeah, I mean, I don't know. They made some good plays, scored a couple goals, but, um, yeah, can definitely be a little smarter and more mature. When you wake up tomorrow and you look at film and stuff, are you going to focus on the first 50 minutes of that game or the last 10 plus? I Think a little bit of both. Um, you know, we played played some good uh, good hockey for the most part, um, and then, yeah, take take uh, take the negatives and, and learn from it. Uh, you guys have lost game one a bunch of times and rebounded pretty well from it a lot of times as well. So is that kind of uh, the history that kind of works in your favor right now, being able to? Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not how we planned it. You know, we obviously wanted to go um, out and win this game, but we didn't. So, got to regroup and uh, get ready for the next one.
2: Well, that's, uh, that's the thing. The uh, Like you said, you, you, you got to respect what they did through 40 minutes. But, it, it, as he said, I, I mean, a, a two-goal, uh, Kempe scored with 8.37 left. And and then, uh, like I've been saying, even on top of that, you're up a goal with two minutes left. Usually you put that away, get an empty netter, but you take a penalty, which they were killing fine.
3: They did. I mean, A, they had they won a face-off, and Ekholm iced it, just misses. I mean, if that goes in, the game is over. Uh, they got the puck down into the uh, offensive zone again. The Kings had to come out. And then the Kings actually iced the puck. So they had to put their goalie back in. That's where, I mean... Allowing the Oilers, or excuse me, allowing the Kings easy access to set up on their power play, with I think they are coming up. There's about 40 seconds or less, and they got easy access into the offensive zone. They set up, but again, a six-on-four, uh, most players that are on the six-on-four would be extremely, extremely disappointed if they don't score. That is. Uh, for an offensive player that's your favorite power play because you have so many options and you get to crowd the net and on that one that's what they did they crowded the net they pulled the two defensemen wide because that's where the two low one-timers were and when they're pulled wide if the puck is anywhere in the blue paint the la kings are gonna have an advantage and they did they had two players in a wide open net
2: so in uh, last year's series the team that scored first won all seven games so that changes we did have the over-under for Rivercree Resort and Casino excitement bet on it. I signed over to Edmonton scoring first. So that is Aaron, the winner tonight of a $50 River Free Resort and Casino gift card. The Kings, however, score last to win 4-3 in overtime. We have Fred on the Certainty Hotline. Hi, Fred. Go ahead.
1: Hey, boys. Uh, the big difference tonight, I think, for L.A. was number eight for Los Angeles. He settles that team down. And I don't know uh, any word on Fiala and Velarde for uh, Los Angeles. Are they coming well, back Todd, or not?
2: Todd wouldn't say anything today, but I, I'm pretty sure they are not
3: here. Velarde skated in LA on Sunday. Fiala didn't, but Velarde skated by himself, not with the team. So I I have no idea if they. I don't expect either of them to play next game. Well, they won't play next game well I'm expecting I don't know I would expect not and the fact that the LA Kings won, that usually buys you an extra couple days of rest for an injured player Uh, because the the stress is off the pressures off a little bit because they did get at least a split up here so I don't know Fiala hasn't skated at all and that's the one that would probably be the the bigger hurt for the LA Kings he is an extremely good hockey player
2: okay We'll sneak in a few more of your phone calls. You're also going to hear from Matthias Ekholm. The Kings are up 1-0 in the series after a 4-3 overtime win. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
0: Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630
2: Chad. All right, late one, overtime. Rob and I are so hungry. We're eating random <laughs> candy we found in our booth.
3: I'm sure somebody left it here for us. It's only just a
2: little dusty. <laughs> it oh, does this, oh, you know what? This isn't a gummy worm. This is an actual worm. <laughs> I'm so
3: hungry. I'm going to have it. Well, it does say from the 2013-14 season. So I guess it's <laughs> this is the
2: candy that Dallas Akins wouldn't let anybody eat.
3: <laughs> well, he hit it. This is where he hit it on this all is the where media he hit it, people. Even yeah. though this
2: building wasn't built, he buried it when this was a parking lot
3: time capsule. Yes. Alright, Oilers lose
2: 4-3 in overtime to the Kings. Whenever Edmonton scores five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630 com that allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurants. Come in and check out their new location, 3975 Calgary Trail. Okay, Abbas calling in. I've Abbas, are you still in Toronto? It's like almost 3 in the morning, man.
1: Oh yeah, I do. When I come to play, man, sleep is like gone. But <laughs> Well, I got to say, I mean, the Oilers played well the first two periods. The third period, like, when they just got into county trouble. And then when that, I don't know if anybody talked about the, you know, the first goal that they did and it was high sticking. Yeah, the,
2: the Ryan overtime goal. Yeah, that
1: was the correct call. Was it incorrect or correct? It was correct. It
3: was a high stick.
2: His stick was way above the crossbar. Even he he hesitated to celebrate. The
3: Oilers, most of the players stayed on the bench, and Stuart Skinner never left the net. So they all knew that it was going to be called back.
1: Uh, But I think that the Oilers are going to come back and hopefully make David scores. And I'm picking them in seventh.
2: Well, Abbas, you're one of our most optimistic callers, so we appreciate (laughs) that. Yeah, well, I mean, look, they're good at losing game ones, so they lost game one three times last year and won two of the three series. Um, They didn't lose game one in overtime last year, but uh, I'm trying to think back. I think it was four or five minutes left in the third, and Mike Smith had a couple of giveaways in that game that led to goals. So they've been through bad stuff, but it's frustrating when you you think you you pretty much had it in the bag and you can't close it out. We have Josh as well. Josh, please go ahead. (laughs) Hey guys, how's it
1: going? Uh, speaking of the candy, now I'm, I'm going to go to the next 7 Eleven. But, but, uh, of <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be serious here. But I've been an Oiler fan for I don't know how many years, like just diehard, right? And uh, McDavid, he, we got 60 some goals from him. What did he do tonight? I, I don't, people are going to hate on this, but I think it's about time where we consider the fact that McDavid isn't the reason that we're going to win the I think that wins the cup does not have Connor McDavid and they still win the cup
3: so I'm wondering if we
1: trade him next year and get a possible three players or what do uh, you guys think am I just being crazy
3: I think you're being crazy yeah,
2: I, I don't think he'll be traded I've never no. heard anything like that I mean you're, you're welcome to your opinion on any player that, that you like but I, I've never got the, the impression that he would be traded
3: no he, he's the best player in the world they're not going to trade Connor
2: all right, we also have Jason at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Jason, go ahead.
1: Hey, guys. I think he was already taking crazy candy at 7-11 with that <laughs> last suggestion. Anyway, <laughs> I have a comment about the first line sure. tonight. 340 points between the three of them in the regular season. And it wasn't like they, Connor was out skating them. It was like they were a step sideways or a step, yeah, they were just not in harmony. And, like, I, I had a bird's eye view at the game up in the all-you-can-eat buffet lounge, and I was struggling, you know, uh, after a few roast beefs. And I thought, my goodness, like, well, they, they were not Pasternak, Bergeron, Marchand-like at all. Like, they they didn't know where each other But It was an interesting line combination. I... Don't remember the three of them starting a game together like this for a long time. So when I heard the starting lineup when I was at the game, I was very surprised, and they were just not in sync. Connor played very well, but he was, but he he was kind of all alone. He 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 played defensively very well when he was getting pinched by a couple guys coming out of the zone. He got the puck out of the zone. And then it, it became a non-issue. It became a non-turnover issue or anything like that. I have a feeling you won't see those three guys together in Game Two. I, I think it'll be another combo, and they just weren't in sync. I, I was, I was, they were just not in harmony. Um, you know, one. That,
3: they didn't have a great. They game. They didn't have a great game. I, I expect fully expect them to be aligned again in Game Two. I, I do. I thought the. The dry set line was very good, and I don't think they want to break that up. So uh, the one thing that the Oilers do is they mix and match at all times. Uh, I also think you have to give credit to the LA Kings in defending Connor and his line mates tonight. Uh, this is uh, Drew Doughty. This is his time of year, and we, the Oilers didn't have to face Drew Doughty last year. Philip Deneau is a fantastic uh, defensive sentiment, and he was out there head to head against Connor all night long. I would expect Connor and his linemates to be much better next game, and they will be a handful for the LA Kings uh, defenders. But I, I do think that those three will play together. And any time that I've seen Connor have an off game, and again, an off game for Connor is different than an off game because he still created a number of chances. He's the reason that the Oilers got a five-on-three power play because they grabbed him on a breakaway. But when Connor's held scoreless. Usually, the next game, uh, it's a big night. So, I would expect that Connor's line mates will have a big night on Wednesday.
2: All right, Oilers lose 4 3 in overtime. Down to the dressing room. Here's the Viking, Matthias Eckholm. Disappointing for a game that
7: you guys had
0: in pretty good control to be sounding here now, not having won it.
7: Yeah, obviously um, in the third we we gotta lock it down. Uh, I thought we controlled the game pretty well up and up until they score their second. To be honest, I thought we first period we were we were all over them. Um, second period, obviously the penalties were, got them some momentum, but I still thought we managed it pretty well. And then uh, third period too, I thought even though they score that early and we get one back, I think we're feeling pretty good about ourselves at that point. But um, they were able to squeak to to uh, bias and. Uh, um, that's the playoffs. It's um, that stuff's gonna happen. It's it's one game on a seven, so we'll we'll have to learn from it, move on, a new game on, on Wednesday. Yes, penalty kill
5: was very good for the first uh, four. What happened maybe on the last two? It's a different. Than to the
7: last two. The last two have. You mean the one six on four? Uh, yeah,
2: they're six on the
7: yeah, six on four. Yeah, six on is tough. Like it's there there's a lot of guys out there. It's n- not necessarily a penalty kill in my vision. It's um when they're two up two guys, but. um yeah uh, obviously the, the last one we would like back um I, th- I think the even the one that they scored late there we we uh we had him we felt like we, we covered it pretty well but they seemed to squeak one uh, squeak one through so nothing to dwell over it's it's what happens i think the way we played five on five keep that up this is this is going to benefit us in, in the long run so um yeah He has had a tough play for many there i mean over a stick and he swings around and takes a penalty.
1: That sort of thing happens a lot in the foot where it's just kind
7: of a reaction type play. Yeah, I, I haven't seen the play to be honest with you. It was close to their bench so I, I I couldn't really tell I was on the bench. But um yeah, it's that stuff that happens, right? It's um, it's O T and then there's everyone knows what to do out there. Like it's gonna be a tight game the way they play. Um and, and they, there's not a lot of room out there you have to try to create and um, I thought what what they created was, was on the power play. So um, um, kudos to them. They got the first one, but um, we'll be back better.
6: This See. is something that didn't really happen to
7: you guys for the last um, oh, month it, or so, or or almost since. Since you've been here, letting it slip away like this, so I mean, it's not something this team's been doing a lot of lately, I guess. Yeah, that's you're absolutely right, and that's uh, it's going to happen, but we'll, we'll have to make sure it's a one-off and, and nothing um, that keeps happening. It's it's something that we'll um, I'm sure address here and, and make sure we'll what we need to do. But again, I, it, it would have been one thing standing here if it was an absolute crapshoot in the third. I thought we we managed to puck, we were in their offensive. like they scored with 15 seconds going a six-on-four. It's tough to um, defend those. So it's again, you got to learn, you got to move on. But at the same time, it's it's one out of seven.
2: Well, it is one out of seven, and it goes to the Los Angeles Kings as they come from behind, score in the final. 20 seconds of the third period and win it in overtime on a goal by Alex Ayafalo. Get more on this game on 630 global globalnews.ca later today. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2. I will have inside sports from 6 to 8. Our next game broadcast presented by Friesen Brothers. Game 2 on Wednesday, 6 o'clock for the Face-Off Show. And once again, puck drop around 8.20. Big thanks to Troy Bowler, our game day engineer here at Rogers Place, and to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer at 630 Chet. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Kings lead the series one zip.